This episode of Tub Talk is brought to you by Avast Business. With over 435 million active users of Avast products, if you haven't already taken a look at what Avast Business is offering, now might be the time. Visit tubblog.co.uk forward slash Avast for all the links to the details. Right now, though, let's jump into our featured interview. Hey folks, Richard Tubb here with another episode of Tub Talk, the podcast for IT consultants. I'm excited about today's interview. We are speaking with a friend of mine. Uh, we're talking with the CEO and founder of Keepable. Now, Keepable is an award-winning privacy-as-a-service solution that solves the GDPR headaches for organizations, for MSPs. It really helps them to accelerate their revenue and reduce data risk. Robert Bohr is the founder and CEO, as I said. Robert, thank you for joining us today. It's really good to see you. It's always great to see you, Rich. Thank you very much for having me on this. And where do you join us from today? So I'm at our offices in Moorgate in the City of London. It looks very, very posh. The podcast listeners can't see that, but it looks <laughs> very City of London in the background there with lots of activity going on. It is bustling. It's a really good building. It's very bustling with a lot of startups, a lot of tech, a lot of uh, fintech. It's, it's, it's really, really, uh, really buzzing. It's great. Yeah. So I want to dive into Keepable and what that's mm. about and in a little bit. But first of all, you and I have been friends for a couple of years or more now. Mm-hmm. It was actually a, an interesting way we... Uh, came to speak to uh, to one another in the first instance, wasn't it? Yeah, so it was at the Totally MSP event back in well, yeah, a few years ago now. And um, we were having a chat because I was interested in becoming an MSP. I was general counsel and director of VC-backed growth SaaS companies before for about 13 odd years. And I'd exited one in the summer of 17 and I was actually looking at starting an MSP, a, a compliance differentiated MSP, and then to do a roll-up strategy in the UK. And I, I was at Totally MSP and, 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 and other events um, about looking to see what's involved in being an MSP, what sort of providers should should I get that play well together in this sort of thing. And uh, we, I remember you were incredibly as ever generous with your time and, and your advice. We had a fantastic conversation, um, I can picture it right now, about the state of the market and, and, and where MSPs were, uh, the issues they were facing and, and where they would be going forward. Yeah, and so that's... I actually, so that's how, that's how we met. It was a great event as well and a great conversation as always. Oh, fantastic. So give us a bit more of your background. So you've mentioned mm. some of the work that you've done in the SaaS sphere there, but what led you uh, to Keepable? We had the conversation you were talking about potentially becoming an MSP. Where did you decide not to be the MSP and go down the route of Keepable? Yeah, so so I did way back when I um, I'm, I'm from the Midlands and um, it's a very sort of entrepreneurial area as you know uh, being a brummie yourself and so I, in the back of my mind has always been to do my own business and I did an engineering economics and management masters and then I cross qualified as a lawyer so naturally gravitated to technology law and everything about that so intellectual property data protection etc and I qualified way back in 95 <laughs> um, and uh, I've been basically about a decade in private practice nine years in private practice in London Hong Kong and Melbourne and then I joined a startup called LoopUp. I was the, the uh, seventh in. We had four engineers in San Fran, and I was the third commercial in London. And it was an idea that they didn't need a full-time lawyer. I just wanted to know all about building a SaaS product and company and growing it, which we did. Uh, it's now listed on AIM. We grew it to over 100 people, four countries, and this sort of thing. And so then I was headhunted to another company um, when I was really adding, I was acting basically like a sort of deputy CEO because I was um, adding so much value in the companies. I thought, I'm just going to do this. I need to do this myself. And I was 
always been recruiting providers to make my job easier and to cover where I don't know stuff, which is quite a lot of areas. So MSPs are fantastic because, you know, you're in a growing company, you just you just don't you realize there's a ton of stuff you don't know about technology and you just you know that who someone who knows it can do it really quickly for you so we have always used msps in those businesses and so i'd sort of selected a few chosen a few in this sort of thing over the time and i thought actually i can run an msp i could do this compliance differentiated bit and i, and I did a lot of research into the industry and it all felt good but it didn't feel sort of electric like there and, and there was this great article about what's your superpower for your startup and i didn't i wasn't feeling the real um, um, the real, real synergy. And then at one of the, at one of the events, so that, you know, they were all, everyone was talking about GDPR and saying, customers are asking us about GDPR. This is back in 2017, um, running up to the end of 17. I think we know all the processes, we know all the data is, we know who they're using, we know about all the security, but we don't know about everything else in GDPR. So we, we're scared of it. We, we're not lawyers. What do we do? And I thought, why aren't they using people who are out there already? There are a couple of SaaS providers there at the time. I thought they're just too complicated. They're created for a specialist. I can create from my background of having been a customer in a business, taking complex things and making them simple for a busy business to take on. Not simple because they can't understand complex, but because they already are and they just need, you know, adding straws to that camel's back. They just want to make it as simple as possible. So I thought I can really do this. And that's when the light bulb went off superpower for this. Absolutely. And I, I, I switched from looking to do an MSP to being a vendor to MSPs. Yes, and you've become a big part of the MSP community, regardless of whether you run an MSP or not. And we'll, we'll talk about that uh, a little bit further on. But Keepable, um, software as a service um, you know, platform, uh, it's mm. a GDPR focused at the moment, although there's a lot of scope for doing yep, a lot yep. more than GDPR. Um, Keepable, how would you describe it to people? What is it? So Keepable, I don't know if you know Simon, well, you'll know Simon Sinek, start with the why. And yes. the, the why for Keepable is to joyfully use tech to solve people's problems and make them feel happier. And so that's at the core of Keepable. And our aim is to build out the salesforce.com of compliance effectively. So what do those things mean in, in tandem? So we've started with a GDPR product. People are looking at uh, GDPR and they're scared. It's basically, um, I always said, but I put, a, I put a global company loop up a group through uh, ISO 27001. And so I went through all the whole lot and I drafted out everything and we, got, we were inspected by BSI and, it was, and we went through with flying colors. And I, I always liken it to banging your head against the wall going, I don't understand this at all. And then it's a, it's a plasterboard wall and all of a sudden your head goes through and you go, oh, I get this. And then after you've got it, you've got it, if you know what I mean. But there's a hell of a lot to get at to understand in that first place. And people just don't really have the time to get into it so fully. So it's really about um, what Keepable is about with that joyfully using tech to, to, to solve people's headaches and make them feel better is people are worried and they're scared about GDPR. They know they need to be dealing with it. They know they're going to be asked about it. They know if they've, they've got warranties in their contracts about being in compliance and all this sort of stuff. But they don't know how to deal with it because it's such a big topic. It's such an ambiguous topic. Uh, they just want something to help get it done. And that's where Keepable comes in. So everyone always says when they see the system that it's incredibly comprehensive and yet really, really simple. And then they go, I mean that in a good way. And I'm like, no, 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 don't apologize. That's fantastic. It's exactly what I want to hear. It does a lot of the heavy lifting in the background for you, creates all of your reports. You only have a few things to fill in about what you're doing. And then it creates all the different reports. And also, for example, um, one of the major parts of it is a, is a fantastic breach module. So if you have a breach, 
It's a way that your customers, as an MSP, your customers can enter breaches into the system, into Keepable. We're not talking about notifying regulators. It's just you need to keep a record of your breaches so you can just put them into Keepable. There's an easy way for them to do that with a, a link they can put behind a button on their SharePoint intranet, for example. As soon as something's entered into that customer's Keepable breach record, email alerts can go out to the MSP. MSP can go straight on and go, okay, Robert's left his laptop on a train. I'll use the MDM tool. I'll uh, lock it. Has anyone accessed it? Where is it? No, I'll wipe it. And I'll, I've located it. I'll go and pick it up later on. So it's a way that you can rapidly contain a breach because it's all about reducing the risk to the individual. And obviously there's a risk to the enterprise, the customer from having a breach because they've got costs of remediation. They've got costs of the PR issue and potentially fines as well that are now coming out the door at a rapid speed. So there's a lot of ways for an MSP to look after a customer and say, and do what they're doing now with tech and saying, don't worry, we've got your back. We can make it easy for you. It's exactly the same with GDPR. They can say to their customers, don't worry, we can make it easy for you. Absolutely. And I would go as far as to say the Keepable dashboard is beautiful. It oh, is sophisticated. You. It is simple to use. And those are all words, Robert, I must admit, I never thought I'd find myself saying about a product related to GDPR. <laughs> <laughs> so I get this a lot. We're at our bank, we bank with uh, Silicon Valley Bank. And um, I remember going in on uh, meeting our relationship managers for the first time. And, and she said, she's fantastic. She said, look, um, I must tell you straight off, I hate GDPR. And I was like, that's, that's great, actually. That's, that's exactly the opportunity. And at the end of the meeting, she was going, I'm excited about GDPR. I never thought I would say that. Like, and I, I had the same thing um, with an investor this week we were talking about. It. So, no, that's that's a fantastic thing to hear. It, it, and that's, that's um, we did Finnovate Europe in February and I got interviewed by the FinTech Power 50. They, they selected us for their Wants to Watch cohort this year. And in that interview, he actually starts off by, he handed me a floppy disk. And I went, oh, wow, that's amazing. And I said, that's it. he goes, what do you think of when you see that? And I said, well, what I think of is, a, is a, there's an emotional connection to that. It's made me actually very emotional about this little sort of inanimate object, this floppy disk. It's very, I said, it's very hard to get that with a product and particularly hard to get that with software. And so with, with I think the reason we're getting that with the software is as a result of my sort of weird, unique crossover experience and putting all of that into the mix so I can actually create something that does make people happier. Absolutely. And full disclosure, I'm an advisor to Keepable. Uh, and the reason I'm an advisor to Keepable is, you know, this is a beautiful product. It absolutely uh, fills a need that MSPs have with GDPR. And I can see so much more opportunity, you know, going forward as well. Um, you know, it's a great company. I can see that you're going places. But let's rewind a little bit. So we've mentioned GDPR yep. quite a lot. Yes. Uh, it's been a few years now since GDPR sort of uh, uh, has been a buzzword, has been around. People are sort of getting used to it. Yeah, I want to rewind a little bit. How would you describe GDPR to a layman, to a man on the street? What is GDPR, Robert? Absolutely. It's a great question, actually. So, so GDPR is the general data protection regulation from the EU. It's general because it applies to every single business, no matter what you do. It's not like, say, for example, HIPAA people know about in the US, which is about health information. Um, it's a general data protection law. So it applies to every business, no matter what you're doing with personal data. The data protection bit is not data protection in the technical way that MSPs are used to around, for example, making sure there's no leakage of data on um, on email or or encryption and security is it, the data protection in this sense. Although security is fundamental, data protection in this sense is about protecting the rights of individuals because of their, the use of their personal data. 
Um, so it's the general uh, law for everybody, covering everybody. Whenever you're touching personal data about people, which is any information that could identify that person, and it's directly applicable law in every single member state of the EU. And so that's what the GDPR is. It massively recharges and reboots our data protection law we've had for, for 20 years or so, but it, it massively recharges it and puts the individual front and center in terms of their rights to get access to their data, to erase their data, the famous right to be forgotten, um, and also a lot of fines. The fines have become potentially enormous. Um, but we could talk about that a little bit later on. But that's what the GDPR is. And then just as a quick one, because I know you'll ask this as well, Brexit. Um, <laughs> if and when Brexit happens, um, um, there is a, uh, it's all, the UK has already decided the GDPR, because it's now UK law anyway, because we're part of the EEA and the EU. If and when we have Brexit and we're no longer part of the EU or the EEA, all we're going to do is scrub out the EU and put the UK in the law, basically. So we keep the GDPR. It will become what, what people call the UK GDPR. So it's going to be exactly the same law, just about the UK. So it's actually going to be a real pain because businesses will have to comply not just with the UK GDPR, but also the EU GDPR. But that's another another conversation. So it's not a case of, well, with Brexit, we can forget about it. Actually, with Brexit, uh, it, it applies twice in a way to, 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 to a lot of businesses. Yeah. And, and do you see in the technical industry with um, open source platforms, lots mm. of businesses are used to uh, applications and operating systems being forked, you know, and that's where a piece of software gets picked up by another organization run. It occurs to me, is there the potential for UK GDPR and, and GDPR, the, uh, the yep. you know, the, the overall thing to fork at some point and there to be separate platforms? There? Absolutely. So um, that's absolutely right. I mean, we're going to be starting off with it identical in terms of the obligations. There will be differences in terms of if you transfer data at the moment to, say, the USA, you're looking at that being a transfer out of Europe under the European GDPR. If and when Brexit happens and we have the UK GDPR, it won't be, it's, going to be an, it's going to be an export from the UK under the UK GDPR. Um, so it's, it's still the same um, obligations. It's just that the, the territorial envelope will be the UK instead of the EEA for our, for our law. So um, we'll start off identical, and then we'll, with those little, bit, those little wrinkles, and there is an opportunity for them to diverge. However, what I would say is the UK has made absolutely clear that the flow of data is incredibly valuable to the UK for data coming from the EU to the UK. And when, if and when we leave uh, the EEA, we'll be what's called a third country. We won't be part of the European Union anymore. And that's actually instantly a problem because the European countries can't transfer data to the UK unless there's what's called an adequacy decision or some other safeguard in place. So when, I don't know if you remember, when Safe Harbor fell, all, this, all the US software as a service companies instantly offered the European standard contractual clauses out as yes. a fail safe. So if and when we leave Brexit, what should happen is every single provider instantly offers those standard contractual clauses to all of their European customers to say, sign this and that will ensure the free flow over to the UK company. And But those actually say the UK company is going to comply with the GDPR in relation to those. So, so you can also, it's not an escape. It's a way to keep those transfers flowing. 
Um, but there, so we, we do want to stay um, as, a, as a country that's got an adequacy decision when we get one. And we do want to maintain that flow. They're our nearest neighbors. We have a huge amount of data flowing. It's a huge value. So the, the impetus to keep it as similar as possible is, is, is going to be very strong. Absolutely. And I thought it was worth touching on that because mm. whilst this isn't the Brexit podcast, God forbid yeah. that it uh, would be, um, <laughs> we are recording this at the start of October. You know, this episode mm. will go out sort of mid-October. We may or we may not have a decision over Brexit uh, sort of uh, before in a month's time of recording of this. Um, but regardless, the impact for MSPs is for their customers and businesses People are going to still have to, you know, keep calm and carry on as exactly yes. the way they were before. Exactly, and if they so if they if they just have data from people in the UK, which may well be the case for a lot of MSPs customers, then they just have to worry about the UK GDPR, uh, which is exactly the same as the EU GDPR, just with UK instead of EU. If they if their customers have data um, from people in the EU, which a lot of their customers will, then they have to also consider the EU GDPR. So yes, we it, it, we're waiting to see what happens with Brexit, as everyone else is. But from a product point of view, we're not pulling the trigger on anything yet because we don't know what the end means, the end the end result needs to be yet. So we're going to, we're, we're watching closely how things develop. What we envisage is that we will have the ability in the software to say this is the UK GDPR, it's also the EU GDPR, it's also the California CCPA, or it's just one of them, etc. And so it will be it will be in there. But we're just waiting to see how it plans out. Yes, us and the rest of the world, I think. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, you know, we've talked a little bit about the impact of GDPR for MSPs and their customers, mm. there, whatever may come in the future. Um, it strikes me GDPR is often seen as uh, or lots of MSPs who want to, dare I say, stick their head in the sand about this and say GDPR is not a technical issue. Therefore, we are mm. not going to mm. touch it. Yet it is a technical issue. And it isn't a technical issue at the same time, mm, isn't it, Robert? Mm. So that's how, right. How do you describe the requirements of MSPs alongside uh, GDPR? Because frankly, this is going to be something that MSP customers are going to ask their MSP to deal with, whether they want it or not. It's going to be something they have to deal with. It, it, and it's both ways as well. So I used to ask MSPs what are your information security policies and what are your data protection policies? Because I was always at companies where we had to back-to-back -back our own stringent uh, stuff like 27001 and this sort of thing across to our suppliers. And MSPs would be a supplier and they've got access to personal data. So GDPR is actually a live thing for MSPs, uh, particularly if they deal with regulated industries, if they deal with um, customers who hold a lot of data, be they tech companies or what have you. Um, MSPs themselves need to have a good answer to their own customers about the MSPs practices. And then the same thing for, for their customers. So um, Cisco did a study in January 18 and February 19. And the February 19 one, they both, both said the same thing, that basically um, it, the 19 figures were 87% of businesses have a, a sales delay due to uh, privacy concerns. And that sales delay is 40% less if you're GDPR compliant. So 40% and the, the sales delay is five and a half weeks on average. So if you can reduce a five and a half week sales delay uh, by 40%, that has an impact on your business. And you can actually reduce it further if you're able to prove your compliance really easily. It also reduces your risk of a data breach. So if the, the same Cisco study showed that there's a 42% reduction in the chance of you having a data breach that costs you over half a million dollars in 12 months if you're GDPR compliant. 
not only is the risk of the cost of the breach reduced, you'll still have a breach because nature happens and you'll have a breach, but that because you've gone through GDPR and you've reviewed your security practices and all this sort of stuff, not only is your cost of the breach reduced, but the number of uh, data records is significantly reduced and also the downtime is significantly reduced. So it's very much about managing that risk, ensuring business continuity and managing also then not just the financial part, but the the PR aspects and, and contractual impact on customer wins and this sort of thing. Yeah, because there's a there is a crossover here, isn't that? Uh, GDPR compliance in general and cybersecurity mm. are not the same thing, but they go hand in hand, don't they? So for yes. MSPs, when I'm trying to describe to them their requirements with GDPR and what their customers are going to expect of them, I often talk to them about data security, um, about cybersecurity, the, the wider information security arena, that their clients are going to turn to them for advice here. Um, so, how, you know, how does Keepable help MSPs to keep their clients safe? That's a really good question. And actually, so echoing your one about technical and non-technical, so GDPR is not a technology law. It's a data protection law, and it's technology neutral. Um, and, and so that's one thing about GDPR. Security is fundamental to GDPR, but it's about sort of 15% of GDPR. There's a whole load of other stuff about, um, about GDPR that needs to be there apart from security. So I call them siblings because they go very, very well together. And an MSP who's you know, totally versed in, these are the processes you use for your data, this is where your data is, this is how it's secured, et cetera, um, they are in a great place to do GDPR as well. And actually, when you ask them about cybersecurity, you say, well, cybersecurity is purely technical, isn't it? They go, well, actually, no, it's not, because we have to talk to them a lot about the planning of it, about the policies of it, the procedures, the training, it's cultural. You know, two-thirds of the um, rep- uh, breaches reported to the UK ICO are not about security. It's more about cultural stuff, sort of disclosure of data and people just doing sending the wrong email and all this sort of stuff not about a failure of that technology. So so security itself is not purely a technology job. It's a consulting job. And MSPs are starting to offer more and more. There was that big move to MSSP. And then um, with security comes... I was going to say great responsibility, but actually it does. Got, you know, this is a responsibility to advise your customer how to actually implement this, how to use this. It's no good just having um, something a box plugged in the corner or some software downloaded on one person's laptop. You've actually got the customer to take this on and understand security is fundamental to everything. And it's the same thing with data protection. I was on a panel in in Dublin on Monday last week about emerging technologies and how they apply to privacy by design and security by design. And what's the difference between privacy by design and security by design? And that was a very interesting one. And and MSPs know exactly about security by design, security by default. And it's not a huge step for an MSP to be able to also do privacy by design and privacy by default, because they're already a bit of the way there with security and they can then complete the other part really happily. And they can then look after a customer more holistically, build on that trusted really advisor relationship and have more of the, not only have more of the customer purse, but also if they don't do it for their customer, someone else will. And so they're actually risk, at risk of losing that customer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you've coined the term, um, or certainly popularized the term, compliance as a service. Yes. So we've yes. got all of these as a service out there, but compliance as a service or privacy as a service um, is something that I'm seeing the most progressive MSPs mm-hmm. uh, uh, jump upon for all the reasons that you've mentioned. And the way I'm seeing them do it, Robert, is they're saying they're understanding 
that whether their clients need this uh, or ask for this or not, they're going to need it. So what the MSPs are doing, uh, they are offering higher revenue-based packages where they say, you know, we will look after this for you. We will offer this as a service to you, privacy, compliance as as a service there. What are you seeing from MSPs who are using Keepable? Are they going down that route as well of saying, this is going to lower our cost of support, we're going to need to do it anyway? Absolutely. And, and, and apologies, I'm answering your questions one behind as well. I'll, 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 I'll keep answering. So absolutely. So your question about how can Keepable help an MSP do this? And this is the same question here where, for, so for example, um, back in 17, you know, MSPs are going, a lot of people are asking us about this. We don't know what to do. We're not lawyers, this, that, and the other. Um, in 18, it came in in May 18, MSPs were often going, well, look, it's all got a bit quiet now. People are putting their head in the sand. It's a bit like Y2K, isn't it? We're too small. doesn't apply. All these myths that people have now realized they just can't avoid it. They've got to deal with it. So the conversations with MSPs, we're actually having conversations with the MSPs who contact us or we contact them. They're going, this is the GDPR app I've been looking for. Not only is it something that they know they've got to be doing, they're looking for the best way to manage it in their relationship with their customers. And the way that MSPs are using Keepable uh, is that basically an MSP can say to a customer, look, we'll do a three-year contract with you, a virtual chief privacy officer, VCPO, a little bit Star Wars-y there, VCPO offer, um, and we'll do a three-year contract. You need to have training every year. So we'll come and we'll do your basic training every year. And you've got that audited done. We can give you this, we can sell you this policy pack that's got all the policies and procedures and templates, and you can adopt them, and you've got all that there as well. Um, we can use this software as a service with you that gives you real visualization and gamification of your KPIs, shows you where you are, shows you where the gaps are. When we get you to 100%, you can use it to show people that. But more importantly, we can use it to drive the ongoing compliance. It's a fantastic breach module we talked about. You know, If you have a breach, we can be on it right away. We'll get instant email alerts from the system. And every quarter when we meet you, we can talk about what happened in the last quarter we can talk about what we've learned and what we need to do going forward. We can also each quarter say we can look at your processes. Are they all in that system correctly? Uh, are there any that we don't use anymore? Any new ones? Have we got all the agreements with them we should do? Um, next one, let's have a look at the activities. Are there any new things that we're doing? Um, and periodically over that three years, you can address, uh, let's review the policies and procedures and make sure they're all reflecting what we're doing. Things like encryption and what have you. So the MSP can offer this managed service role um, in compliance as a service on a, on, a, on a nice recurring revenue basis using Keepable as the platform. And what it does, GDPR lets you see the 360 degree view of the customer. So, And it's the legal stick that MSPs can use to actually start selling and pushing the um, services that often clients push back on before. So backup and disaster recovery is a classic. Beforehand, customers would say, well, what's the legal obligation? Do I need this? 100% do I have to have it? And the MSP couldn't say yes. He could say, look, it's good practice, but I can't say that yes. Now with GDPR, you can go, look, you have an obligation in GDPR to have appropriate security measures in place to make sure you protect the confidentiality, integrity, and availability of the information. If you don't have good backup and disaster recovery, business continuity in there, you haven't, you're not meeting your obligations in GDPR. Also, for example, you have those security measures, the very first thing GDPR recommends, although unfortunately it doesn't say you have to do it, but um, it says it's the highly recommended one. And if you get investigated, a regulator will say, if you haven't done this, you're getting a fine. Encryption, 
have been banging on about encryption for 20, 30 years. It's like the best thing ever for protecting the rights of the individual and limiting the obligations of the company. So one of our partners is Beachhead Solutions. They've got a great simply secure um, service where you can manage encryption as a service. Another privacy stack um, member is uh, Wigan. They're a law firm that have a data protection consultancy on the side, and you can get consultancy to help you there. And so this is an example of a technical service, another service, and we call it the privacy stack. And in the privacy stack, you've got external people, which I think includes the MSP, your internal people, so whoever at the company is dealing with it, uh, happily or not. And then in the middle, you've got the tech stack uh, with Keepable as the governance solution there. And then the MSP can go, right, backup, disaster recovery, could be Datto, for example, or it could be Trezorit or something like this. Right, let's look at secure sharing. Let's look at how you're doing encryption as a service. Let's look at how you're doing your training. These are all things the MSP has been selling and can sell more off the back of GDPR. And there's a damn good reason why that person needs to take it on now. Absolutely. And we will include all of those companies that you mentioned, uh, all of those resources in the show notes that go along with this mm, podcast mm. and go to the website for that. But I want to pick up on something that you said uh, there. For years, and, and this is specifically to anybody listening to this, an MSP who has realistically been sticking their head in the sand about GDPR mm, saying, oh, it's just another thing that I want to look after. This is a message for you. GDPR, in my opinion, is the best sales tool that's come along for MSPs in like forever. The reason being, if you have ever had a conversation with a customer and said, hey, let's have a conversation about encryption. Let's have a conversation about data backup. Let's have a conversation about mm. cybersecurity. And the client has pushed back at you and said, not right now, we'll come back to that at another time. You have been frustrated, you have been fed up because you know the client needs this, but the client didn't see the urgency for this. GDPR gives these conversations that urgency. Absolutely. This is why Keepable is such a powerful platform. This is why Keepable should become something that you take a look at. That is me, Robert, on my soapbox. <laughs> I, <laughs> I totally agree. It is so important to the future of managed services. Now, you and I, over a glass of wine and many other occasions, have had conversations about what the future of managed services looks like. Mm. And I believe it's going to be um, along the lines of MSPs helping companies with their business processes, and that includes compliance and everything else. How do you see the future of managed services and the role of compliance and services like Keepable? Yep. So we've talked about this in terms of, you know, the, in the context of um, MSPs traditionally have been quite small, looking after a local geography, um, doing, uh, looking after a lot of on-prem and higher margins and this sort of stuff. And what they're finding, um, there's a lot of arguments around at the moment that margins are being, <clears throat> sorry, margins are being squeezed by the move to the cloud. Customers can go direct to the cloud and get the services from, instead of going to an MSP. Um, there's a difficulty for the MSP in showing the value to the customer of what they've done because a lot is invisible and sort of RMM work and that sort of stuff is, is, is an example. Um, and so, how MSPs are going, where do we go with this? What's going to happen to the tradi this traditional model? And I totally agree with you that I think the route to it, in my mind, is um, you've got the uh, MSP as a trusted advisor. They're, 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 they speak plainly. They understand how to do stuff and implement stuff for the customer. Um, they, they're experts in their area of technology. And They've, they've got many, many clients so the customers can get the benefit of the MSP's knowledge there also of what best practice is. 
The MSP then now, with the move to cloud, I think the MSP is being able, let's go into security because that's a higher um, area of, of margin and actually let's start doing security services and consulting and start working on that as a net compliance aspect. GDPR is the next aspect of that. I think customers will always want um, an MSP to look after their technology. So we have an MSP, Tech Sapiens, here in London. Um, all of our stuff actually we bought pretty well directly um, uh, when we started off. Um, it's absolutely no problem. Tech Sapiens are really, really flexible. They're, they're fantastic, extremely knowledgeable about business processes as well. So they help us with a lot more than just the tech. And it's a trusted advisor I can talk to that's also a lot cheaper than going to an accountant or a lawyer or, or, or a sort of a big four consultant or what have you. And they already know our business. So moving forward, you know, having a consult, having an MSP there who can go, we can take this off your back for you, the GDPR aspect, in the same way they're helping with that security aspect. And the ongoing services, what customers will pay for is the alarm bells just rung. We've had a breach. I don't know what the hell to do. And the MSP can go, don't worry, I've already dealt with a lot of it. Let's just document this properly and we can decide what we do, whether we need to notify or not. Fantastic. People will pay for having that uh, having that there. When some when a customer goes, I've been negotiating this contract with you for three months, I'm, I'm just before I sign it, what's your, how are you on GDPR? Where's your policy pack and this stuff? And they go, oh, I've never, oh my gosh. Whereas actually with, with Keepable, the MSP can ensure that that customer continually has a really great answer to give to those, uh, to those customers, those auditors or what have you. Absolutely. So if you are not moved by my soapbox uh, moment, they're talking about the future of managed services and the importance of platforms like Keepable. If you are not moved by what Robert has just said there, because, you know, these are conversations that people, uh, customers are going to be having with MSPs today. I would just close this loop by saying if you're not having those conversations with your clients, with your prospects, your competitors, yeah. will be this yeah. is something that you cannot ignore this is something whether you you know whatever reaction you have to gdpr this is an opportunity for you as an msp uh, and that's why i'm an advisor to keepable that's why i'm encouraging people to seek out keepable so it's actually it's very exciting times upcoming isn't that it is. we've got a lot of certainty uncertainty as a as a country you know with brexit and everything but it's very exciting times for managed service providers so what's next for keepable what do you see coming up you talked about c mm. you know more vc funding and growing mm -hmm. the business what, what does it look like in the future so we are we are funding we're doing a funding at the moment um, but what really exciting we've just signed up um with z sphere as our uk distributor so that's going to be going public very shortly i'm very happy to sort of uh, announce it. Actually, this is the first public announcement of it. Um, and uh, fantastic award-winning Z-Sphere, bags of energy, um, just really know what MSPs are about. I think they agree very much on the idea of the sort of future of MSP. We've had lots of talks around that as well. And, and, and so we're very excited to be working uh, with the team at Zsphere, so that's something that we're very excited about. Um, we're going to be at DatoCon um, this year. We're going to be there with um, uh, so our fold uh, our. Um Privacy Stack partner is going to be there. Beachhead Solutions, Simply Secure, going to be right next to each other. Also, for example, another fantastic company, Mikey, with the 2FA, where everything's local. Again, really fantastic GDPR tool, increasing security. Everything's encrypted, nothing unencrypted in the cloud, cloud, this sort of thing. So it's very exciting. We've signed an agreement with a billion euro uh, consultancy called Reply. Um, so that's an exciting one as well. 
uh, we're in all the different sort of fintech fintech modes. So if an MSP is looking, going back to your point, actually, if an MSP is looking for where's the future of the MSP, if you always look at those early adopters in the MSPs, you can see trends that stick and those trends start to filter down through the other MSPs. And if you look at compliance as a service, that trend has stuck. You know, it's 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 definitely there now. And you can see the leading MSPs having compliance as a service in there, getting re- a high value recurring revenue in there, embedding that. And so that's going to filter through. And we're just happy to be part of that journey. Cool. And, you know, for anybody listening to this who wants to find out more information, wants to have a conversation with you directly, Robert, where can they find you online? How can they get in touch with you? Sure. So it's at RJ Bohr on Twitter. Um, Let's just uh, spell, spell that surname out for them. Sorry, yes. It's at RJ Bohr, B-A-U-G-H, Bravo Apple Umbrella Golf Hotel. So uh, that's... Uh, RJ Bohr on Twitter. Um, LinkedIn, you can find me um, on Robert Bohr. And um, you can email us through the website and hello at keepable.com is an email as well as a web form. So any way you'd like to get in contact with us. And again, also with ZSphere as well. Um, so, but always very happy to talk to MSPs. Um, and uh, we've got a really nice burgeoning partner platform, uh, program going and, and uh, looking forward to boosting that with, the, with ZSphere in, in play as well. As I said, you've been really good with us today. You've dropped a ton of valuable content. You've mentioned a (laughs) load of resources, companies, some of the most exciting um, companies within the MSP space. Mm. I think, uh, you know, the companies that you mentioned uh, there. So we'll include all of those uh, within the show notes as well. But Robert, I'm super excited about the future Um, And I never thought I'd say that about GDPR in a million years. (laughs) So you've clearly done something well there. (laughs) Thank you very much. And as you know, as you mentioned, we're going to be, you know, GDPR is the start on our Salesforce.com and compliance. We're going to be adding security later on as well, which people are very excited about. So it's watch this space. Uh, We've moved incredibly quickly in the last 18 months or so. We're going to be keeping that momentum going and and, uh, it's going to be very good fun. Fantastic. Robert, thanks so much for your time today. I'm going to look forward to seeing you at the shows over the next few months. Absolutely. Thanks, Richard. Cheers, Robert. Hey folks, Richard here. Thanks for listening today. I know you've got a ton of options for who you listen to nowadays, so I really appreciate your support. Do you have any feedback on this episode? Ideas for future guests? Tweet me at Tubblog using the hashtag TubTalk. I respond to every tweet and really appreciate your feedback. Richard here, and I wanted to give a really big shout out and to say a huge thank you to our friends at Avast for bringing this episode to you. In the face of increasingly complex threats targeting small and medium businesses, yesterday's methods are no longer enough. Cybersecurity must be quicker, smarter, and more reliable than ever before. Avast Business provide a range of powerful, easy-to-deploy security products and management platforms designed for IT solution providers and managed service providers. Avast Business offer a variety of cybersecurity products that are MSP-friendly. You can choose from standalone antivirus products, managed antivirus products, cloud care for layered endpoint and network security services, backup and recovery, content filtering, email security, patch management, and a management console to easily deploy endpoint protection solutions to devices in your client networks. These solutions are all backed by the largest, most globally dispersed threat detection network in the world. If you've not checked out Avast's secure internet gateway, then I'd recommend taking a look at the video demo that Avast's Paul Fenwick and I recorded. It delivers 
delivers a full security stack as a service that protects users wherever they go. With 30 years as a leading cybersecurity company and over 435 million active users of Avast products, if you haven't already taken a look at what Avast business is offering, now might be the time. Visit tubblog.co.uk forward slash Avast for links to all the details. Hey team, this is Richard again. Just one more thing before you take off, and that is MSP Insights. Now, every Tuesday, I share my thoughts on the business of IT with you, the managed service community. Thousands of managed service providers already subscribe to MSP Insights. It's easy to sign up, easy to cancel. MSP Insights is basically a short email from me every Tuesday without fail with advice on growing your IT business, plus cool resources I found, discovered, or started exploring that week. It's kind of like my diary of cool things and often includes articles or books I've read, tools I've discovered and events I think you'd be interested in, often sent to me by my friends and Tub Talk podcast guests. So if that sounds fun, a short tiny bite of MSP goodness every Tuesday and you'd like to try it out, just go to go.tub.co forward slash Tuesday. That's gogo.tub.co forward slash Tuesday. Drop in your email and you'll get the very next one. Thanks for listening.